Welcome to the Brickbox Podcast, a podcast talking all things production for talent and crew, made by talent and crew, and sometimes we go off topic. In today's episode, we'll be interviewing the drivers. Uh, t- part of the reason why we started the Brickbox Podcast was that, uh, you know, we wanted to give people a better understanding of what uh, everybody else was doing on set. I mean, you're running around, you're doing your job, and you have a vague idea of what everybody else is doing or supposed to be doing. A very often overlooked job in the movie industry, but a very vital one indeed. Uh, a place where a lot of people can get their start. Uh, you can get in the foot in the door as a driver. Uh, you can make a career out of it. Uh, a lot of people will stick uh, around long enough. They get into union driver jobs, and they can be driving box trucks. And really, you know, you can stick in the industry a long time that way. But uh, most people do it as a way to fill in before they uh, get their dream job, so to say. Anyway, here we are with our Brickbox podcast interview of the van drivers. I feel nervous. Am I supposed to be nervous? But, wait, rolling, but we can rolling. free for all, right? We don't have to stick. You like if we get off topic, is that okay? Free for yeah, all? that's fine. You talk okay. about whatever. But uh, okay, are you recording now? Yeah, we're we're okay. rolling, rolling. So uh, we're here with uh, Eric, Chuck, Mike, and myself. We're just going to do a little introduction. We're going to start with Eric. Just tell us your name and what you do. My name's Eric Owen Anderson. I am an Aries. I was born in the month of April on the 11th, 1979. <laughs> I am a van driver on this job. That's not my normally my normal gig, but I am happy to do it. I drive people from A to B and then back from B to A. And, Yeah. Awesome. Well, for your, what was your first job in production? Can what? I introduce myself? Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you want to go? Okay, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. around. Let's want to introduce right. ourselves. Chuck's I mean, we can, we can just go right to Eric. Let's all introduce ourselves. Go ahead, Mike. After you. Uh, Mike Last, and uh, pretty much doing the same thing as everyone else here in this in this uh, podcast, driving vans. But uh, normally, I do more camera work and editing, video editing. And, and I'm Chuck Slavin. I am a film industry professional. I enjoy long walks on the beach. I am a Sagittarius. Uh, I am I am new to the dating scene. If anyone wants to holler at hey me, yo. Uh, and uh, I really love the AC that we're enjoying right now because Nick made an executive decision that the AC didn't bother the podcast. So good move, Nick. Your turn. Go ahead. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm also a semi-professional in this industry. I thought he was going to say I'm also a semi. I don't. I don't like to use the word professional because uh, I feel like I'm beyond that as a person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm a I'm a PA van driver, but I do other things like take videos and make jokes. I don't do anything else actually. I only drive vans. It's what in I reverse. Right. Yeah. Without backup cameras. I also yeah, I prefer can. I also prefer loud walks on the beach as opposed to Chuck's quiet ones. Some noisy some flatulent walks yeah. on the beach. Short ones. Sometimes anything. I don't want to exhaust myself. No. Right. Right, I, so I prefer quiet sure. van rides on the beach. Mm-hmm. Where you get so stuck for hours. <laughs> and the tide sinks your car. My car, my van my looks like it's been on the beach. My uh, inside, what, rough shit. What's your first question? 
All right, so our first question, and we're going to start with Eric, and we'll go around again. What was your first job? And why did and uh, like when did you decide to get into production as your career? Was this first film job? Yeah. Okay. My, it's a really long story. I was a pre-IPO broker in Los Angeles. What? And, yeah. Are you kidding? No, I raised money for different ventures and Blu-ray technologies being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The guy, it was a lot, it was like Wolf of Wall Street style, where like every other project was legit, but we were like, yeah, like some of them I could tell were just, we were just stealing money, but I got in a, I was pretty successful and became the the office manager, so I was making points in everyone's deals that were coming through the office, and the guy was from Jersey, he called himself Aaron Fox, that wasn't his real name, but he came in one day because we were doing some horror movie raise and um, the money wasn't coming in so he took a baseball bat to my keyboard and I quit. (laughs) (laughs) And my roommate at the time was like an assistant travel coordinator for this Oprah philanthropy show that never took off. It was like the amazing race for philanthropy. And I, I told her to get me a job and she was like, well, doesn't work like that so I lied and said I was an assistant cameraman on the real world and I called the woman and she was like we don't need cameramen and I'm sure you don't want to drive and I was like I'll do whatever the fuck you have so I went in the next day and I was a driver and I drove Chris Rock's wife and just the random like celebrities that were on it and then I went into pre-production with the camera department and I pretended to be hung over every time they asked for anything they would be like grab me sticks and legs and bricks and and I was like I don't know what you're talking about and they were like I thought weren't you an AC on the real world and I was like yeah man I'm really hung over and then at the end of the day I took the, I took the per diem and I took the camera guy out to lunch and I was like alright dude here's the deal I've never done this and he kind of like walked me through the ropes I and, love that. And then I came back. <laughs> my mom got sick, and I moved back to Boston. And I'd, I'd done one other show out there, Celebrity Rehab. And then when I came here, I went back into construction. And then I got a call from uh, someone from L.A. doing Bride Wars. And they needed a PA, and then I started doing that, and now I'm fucking stuck. Wow. That's about it. That's All so right. cool. I, li- I like the fact that like you. that's the best... That's the best answer ever when somebody wants you to do something and you're hungover. Because yeah, then yeah, then yeah. what you do is you place the blame on them because now they're the person bothering right, you. Right. Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> I shouldn't even be here right now. I want to be sleeping. Yeah. And the funny thing was... I was going to bang in, but you bothered me. When, when I told him that I didn't know shit during the pretty dinner, he was like, we were all trying to set if you were actually hung over or just a fucking moron. <laughs> so it's good that you told us. That's so awesome. That's yeah. so clever. I'm going to use that now. I think, I think I'm hung over right now. Actually. So <laughs> I'm probably going to just pass this question off to Mike because I am super hungover. <laughs> it's a cop-out. You're, you're either dumb as rocks or actually hungover. Uh, yeah, I'm really hungover, actually. Alright, so we'll go Mike. on to Mike. Uh, first job in my first film job um, was at, uh, I was graduating college, which was only like a year and a half ago, and uh, my advisor brought this guy in who owned a marketing company, production company, and 
and he was like, hey, like I'm swamped with work, this is what I do, I need editors, I need cameramen, I need PAs, um, if anyone's interested, uh, let me know, and I was sitting in a class with all juniors at the time, and like, you know, a couple seniors that weren't really after it, and uh, we were sitting in a computer lab while he was saying this, and I printed out my resume in the lab, and handed it to him at the end of the at the end of the class, and uh, I ended up getting work from him. And I, I still work for him a lot. And uh, the first day I showed up in a suit and tie because I had never been to like a real shoot before. <laughs> and uh, everyone else, the the boss was wearing a t-shirt and jeans and sneakers, and I was in a suit and tie and like a five hundred dollar watch on. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> dress to impress. Yeah. I like that. You're taking well, it to the next cause, level. Because I went for the interview, and I was like, all right, I'll dress up for the interview. And then we were in the interview, and he's like, so what are you doing after this? And I was like, nothing. Why? He's like, you want to come on a shoot? And I was like, yeah, all right. So. And then they sent the you out to do all the dirty work in the same yeah. time. No. Like, I don't do it. was like, we need to <laughs> Set up the camera, set up the sticks. Yeah. And, no, working for him is a breeze. Yeah, good, good money. That's too. cool. That's cool. You know, and also, like, let me just say one thing about Mike that, you know, it, only because it's the podcast that nobody knows. Because if they're listening, they don't really know. Okay, but maybe they do. Who knows? Friends, family, whatever. But Mike actually has—he was part of a team that won an Emmy for mm. your your project, right? One of yeah. the first things you did. Yeah. He's already won an Emmy. Like yeah. for a what? An Emmy. Uh, we did a film in college when uh, it was red camp class. And they rented a red cam for a weekend, and I was director of photography for it. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Isn't that cool? And it, uh, it won it won a, na- a national award um, for best college film, and then it won an Emmy, uh, Boston Emmy for uh, um, best college film. Yeah, it's. I was at the New England Emmys, and I remember like we saw each other, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm accepting an Emmy. I'm like, Jesus, I just crashed the party. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize like people actually got awards here. That's that what I you get when you show up on yeah. set with a shirt and tie. That's why I'm so <laughs> yeah, That's why. That's why you. That is what you get. That's and why I'm so hungover. I had in the uh, Nessing. <laughs> the Nessing crew was there too. Yeah. I did a show on Nessing that uh, for, uh, college competition and was top four in that. So that was pretty cool. Those yeah. guys are awesome. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. He's never told anyone ever that he's hungover. Just saying. <laughs> that's that's your first mistake. It's a secret. I yeah. worked for my dad on my twenty first. It was it was the day after my twenty first. I was like, Ken, I mean, we own a bar. And I was like, Dad, I need the day off. He's like, You're not getting the day off. And I was like, No, this is the night of my twenty first. I was like, Dad, I need the day off. Like, I'm going out, getting wild. He's like, Gonna party hard. You get or what was it? You gonna uh, play hard? You gotta pay hard. Or something oh, like that. Nice. <laughs> like, showed up nice. the next day to the worst hangover ever. But I. Uh, don't use that excuse. You gotta ride out the hangovers. The trick to the industry is hangovers. It's actually the best thing for a hangover is working. Sitting on a coach is the worst. Uh, I don't know about no, that. No, it lasts so much longer when you sit on a coach. Yeah, you're still sitting on a couch. I'd rather muscle through it and sweat it out. Uh, you, did you have another question, sir? Or no, what's no, your you, first? Yeah, you you tell us an answer, oh, bro. Wanna, I don't know why. I gotta, t- I gotta explain this. I, I don't really remember. I don't know. I've done, I've done so many different jobs that I don't know whether it's like, you know, I mean, if you want to consider like extra work, I've done, uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of like, I did a lot of like TV production when I was a kid. Like I did, uh, you know, cable access and stuff like that. My first paying job, though, I think as far as like film. Uh, well, once I went out for this, um, I forget what it was. It was like 
um, a, a theater thing and, like, went and auditioned, because back in the day, I, me and this other kid, like, we met in theater class, and then we did, like, a play after, and, like, you know, we did this, the Wizard of Oz and all that type of stuff, and, uh, so this is the same kid, Ryan, who I went out to L.A. with, but at a certain point, like, I was trying to get big into theater, because I had done, like, the, the cable access and all this, so, like, fun fact, the little-known fact is that I was, we went and auditioned for this play that was supposedly, like, I, fr I really forget what the name of it was, but it was singing and dancing and this whole thing, and we went, and we, it was in, like, Roxbury, and we went and we auditioned for this thing where it was, like, a troupe of guys, I don't, I can't remember, and they were all supposed to sing and dance, and so it was a, they had a stipend, like, I was going to be paid for this thing, and so I, I, I auditioned, and then I got the call back, and I got the job, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to be in this thing. And then they're like, yeah, but your dancing classes are Tuesday and Thursday every week. And you're gonna... and I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not dancing and singing. I'm not doing this. So I did actually get accepted. I had the job, and I just, I was not dancing and singing, you know, like an, in a man's troupe. I just wasn't in that. So, it, you know, but... Maybe if I had, maybe things could be different. Maybe I'd be singing and dancing now, and uh, you know, maybe you'd have tighter pants on. I would definitely have tighter pants on. No that question. would be for sure. Instead of those fancy lobsters that I like. Well, you know, these lobsters are good, and that's why I wore the alligator up top so that he could eat the lobsters later. Oh, you are. When I put it when I put it in the laundry. This shirt is going to eat these pants. Perfect. <laughs> You're ready for a beach yeah. day. It only lobster, man, look at it. I have so many lobsters. It only takes two alligators to take down the whole troop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. You're up. Uh, my first job was actually Chuck got me in on Adam Sandler's uh, that... What was it, Donnie's Boy? That's my boy. Yeah. That's my boy. It was Donnie's Boy, and then it, a working title. I came out in the theaters as That's My Boy. And uh, I remember he called me last minute, and they were like, can you come here today? Like, be here by 9. And it was like 8 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, hell yeah. And I got in my van, and I drove all the way down there. And I, they gave me a walkie. I got all walkied up. And the first thing, they said, all right, we're changing scenes, PAs, go find something to do. And I got on the radio and I said, hey, I'm a PA, I have nothing to do. Can somebody just just tell me what I should be doing? And someone called me to Channel 2 and said, you know, Nick, that's not really the smartest thing to be saying. Because you're a PA with nothing to do. And I, I was like, oh, thank you so much. That was that's such good advice. I'm like, yeah, that I wasn't even thinking. I'm, I'm kind of green. I'm new with this. And so a few hours go by, and they, they call for a splinter shoot, and they're going to do a splinter shoot, and they pick me to go on this splinter shoot. And they hand me a DVD recorder, like one of these handheld video recorders, to take cuts, one, like one-liners for the director. And my one job was to hit the record button. And I was like so nervous. I was standing there and I was shaking it. And before I even got to the job, the battery died on the thing. And so I'm there with the camera guy and he's like, oh yeah, no problem, we'll get a new battery. And it took him 15 minutes to change the battery. So now I get the battery and I'm all set. And they go, I go, should I record every every take we're doing or just one and the director who was on the splinter unit goes look I'll tell you which ones we want to take and I go okay and so 
we go on with it and we do a few passes and he goes, all right, we're going to record this one. And I said, okay. And I hit the button and I recorded it. And we did about four or five takes where I made recordings and then we played it back. And that director, he was like, that was such a good job, man. You did awesome. <laughs> and so I got so excited about it. I didn't have any business cards or anything, but I went and I got a scrap piece of paper. And this was like the littlest triangle of paper like yellow paper all crumpled up and I wrote my name on it and my phone number and I put stars on it like I drew stars on it <laughs> I don't know why I drew stars on it but I did and I, I tracked the guy down the director was on the splinter shoot and I gave him the, uh, the slip of paper with my info on it and he looks at me and he goes I'm going to keep this <laughs> And I, at that moment, I realized it was completely useless to him. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, it's still in his trash. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. That was my first job. That was the that that movie was how long ago was that? That was five years ago. Was it really? Yep. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was it all might have thanks been to Chuck. More than five years ago, was it? Are you sure it's five years? It Did was you check five years. That? Yep. Okay. Well, it was Facebook reminded me of memory oh. of the same year when we did uh. Broken Arrow or Crooked Arrow. Crooked Arrows. Crooked Arrows. Where I made another stupid mistake. I actually, what's funny <laughs> is I just got that shirt back. That the Crooked Arrow shirt? Yeah, I had it at my ex girlfriend's house. Was that a Donald Dia? No, that, a... uh, that was somebody else. That was, um, I forget who that was. I recently watched that movie for probably the second time and it was really, really exciting. It was a good movie for what it was. Like it was a kids That's like Disney Native style. Native American lacrosse or something. Exactly. And I it never was, saw it. It was it was almost like the big green but Native American style. Ugh. Yeah, you guys only do like seems like you guys all do a lot of uh, movie PA or whatnot. Yeah. It all depends. I mean, you know, it's literally like you just have to you know, you just gotta work. I mean, it doesn't really like the thing is, is whatever, you know? It's I feel jobs like... Jobs and about, going. The community's kind of... Uh, there's something separate about them, though. Like, I feel like commercial PAs always get the first call in commercials, and the film PAs always get the first call. But th when they intertwine is when, like, both of them are struggling for PAs. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, commercials pay better, but there's, like, they're so disorganized. So back on uh, this old house... Oh, nice. Holy shit, dude. I would love oh, that. Is that shooting around here? Yeah. It's cool. Do you have another question, Nick? Yeah, I do. So now that we've heard about your first jobs, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what made you stay? What made you stay until you got to this point here? I ask myself that every day. Yeah. The obnoxious amount of money I spent on school to learn about this. I think that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's it. I think that, you know, part of it is, like, the love, man. I mean... You know, you're involved. You're really involved in like the rodeo, and it's like hard to get away. Like you want to stay. It's a drug. Keep, yeah, you want to keep riding the wave. I mean, and the family. Yeah. Like it is a family. The film community is definitely a close knit group, and you get to know the people really well. I just can't sit at a desk, and I yeah, lucked myself into good. this. I lied. I lied once to get into it. I can't lie again to get. You know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things where like you want to keep going and you want to keep doing it and 
you know, exactly what you said. It is a drug. It's the passion and you, you know, and you feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself and you want to just keep, keep doing it. And, and it's hard to break away, you know, and, and that's, that's the biggest thing. I also like that every day you're somewhere different. Yeah. Like when I it like comes to seeing good. things, you see more in a year of doing this than you, than normal people do. Oh in yeah, when you're five years, you're stuck in a retail job. You go to the same place every day. Here, you're at the beach. You're on the marina. You're in a fucking soundstage somewhere in a warehouse. Well, and when you even when you go to locations, you have like the cinematic immunity where you you we go to these houses and we walk around like we own it. Where normally. Mm-hmm. You know, as a visitor anywhere, you're kind of walking on eggshells, and it's the opposite in film. So, there is this idea of uh, I don't know. Everywhere you go, you feel like you're you're at home. You're almost yeah. like it's your, it's your place. You know, it's your territory. Right. You know, like that. Well, that's a. I mean, that's something that we we certainly like. We're invited into places that we'll never go in our lives. Sometimes, like right. you could be. You could go work every day at, like, some local liquor store or local stop and shop or whatever. And you would never, ever be invited to a mansion to go, like, hang out in the basement or, like... Inside go, the Green yeah, Monster. Yeah, yeah like in, the, the, in the Fenway or right. Gillette Stadium. And, like, that that's part of, like, the coolest stuff about this, this business and this industry is, like, they, they literally, you come in and it's almost like the regular the regular staff is now like waiting on you like you're like a huge deal and it's and it's such it's so awesome to be able to go in and be like oh can I see you know can I see behind the wall can I can I go check out this and have that like exactly what Eric said that cinematic immunity where it's like oh come on back here and check that out and see this you know well and giving people a good impression of what we do like walking you know I, I feel like we're all creative-minded people in the industry, and we have a lot of respect for the places that we do go, so normally they're a little reluctant to give us the access that we need, so by the time we leave, there's sort of this understanding and, and this, I don't know, it always, I like walking away from things feeling like they experienced just as much as we did. You know? Right. Yeah, I gotta say that when the first time, the, but we're good. We can just continue. Well, we let's can wrap it up though, right on. We gotta go to the beach because they're gonna pick us up. So well, let's, let's pause let's, it here. What's, and what's the coolest spot you guys have ever been at? If I gotta say, I was well, just wait, saying, Fenway Park. We can't record. Okay, okay. We can't. Yeah. Oh, we're back. We're rolling again. Oh shit! Why didn't you tell me? I'm making myself look like an idiot. So popular, we wouldn't get so many damn. My hair's a mess. It's alright. We'll take it out. We'll take it out. We'll take it out and post. Okay. But, uh, yeah, like the first time I worked at Fenway, it, I was just like, this is amazing. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I was taking pictures of my selfies. I was taking pictures of the home run wall. Wait, the you were taking monster. pictures of your selfies? I was. That's fucking insane. That's pretty metal. I was excited. And then all of a sudden, I worked there three times within one week on two different jobs. And I was like, I could get used to this. Yeah, Fenway definitely is the is the place that really opened my eyes to access that we have. I mean, inside the Green Monster, we filmed a bunch of shit there for RIPD. I, I just and Fenway is so personal to me that I've filmed there now like four or five times, and every single time it feels 
like the first. Yeah, it's just so amazing. We did a, uh, we, we were shooting interviews in a skybox at Gillette. So it's like one of those clubs that you pay, like, I forget what it is, something like 500000 a year or something stupid to have all access to. And we were shooting there, and they were like, whatever you do, don't look out the windows if there's someone on the field. And it's like, how can you not look out the windows? You're, the whole thing's plastered in, like, huge glass windows. And it's, uh, like, theater seating, AC rooms with waitresses and everything. And sure enough, we get there, like, 7 in the morning, and I look out the window, and uh, Brady and Edelman are throwing passes on the field and, like, running plays. And I was like, this is sick. Yeah. And, yeah, like, uh, in those situations, it's just you. Yeah. It's like the crew right. is the one. They, like, you, there's something about no one else is in the stands, and they're ignoring you, no so you can you have like full access to just gawk at whatever's going yeah. on. Well, at this point, it's just when I work for that uh, Andrew, it's just me and him. So like, we'll just we'll, awesome. we'll set up and we get stuff done early or whatever. We'll just sit and chill. So, did we need to wrap this up, or do we have time for a few more questions? If you got another question, let's do another question because I feel like whoever's listening really wants to hear one more question. Wait, does this like and does this just go out into the ether? You, you no, have to like no. send it, right? I'm gonna, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna edit. Um, but yeah, let, let's do one more, then let's wrap it because we're like time is time is ticking. So all right, well let's go. Uh, this is one of my favorite one. Is what is your ultimate career goals? Oh, I want to write and direct. Yeah, I want to be a PA the rest of my life driving these vans. You do. <laughs> I think we can. We can all. The the yeah. thing about this question is it's it's more or less a universal answer. Is like whenever whether you get into it, like even if you're like makeup, if you're a driver, if you're a PA, if you're a camera assistant, people want to write and direct. Like when you get down to it, you don't go, oh yeah, I'm a camera guy and I want to be a camera guy. I mean, you have those guys. Well, DPs. I feel like camera department, their aspiration is to be a DP. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I am. Like I want to be action sports, like skiing. Skiing yeah. and dirt biking or whatever. Action sports director, photography stuff. Producer is the other, like I, I feel like that's a big decision you kind of make, at least in production. There's a certain point where you're like, well, which... See, I want to write and direct. I think I'd be a better producer. Right. Not necessarily better, but I think that I'm, my mind is more built towards, uh, you know, producing. But I, there's no creative involved. There are very little, and, I, you know, I just can't live like that. Uh, Chucky. You know, I, I mean, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. I, I don't really... You know, titles and whatever. Like, I I enjoy this business. I enjoy this lifestyle. I love, like, I love the rodeo. I love doing whatever, whenever. And, you know, if I'm if I'm working on something, you know, and if something else comes along, then, you know, I weigh my options. But, you know, it, it's really, for me, it's about being able to do this job, being able to stay in the, in the, in the field that I love, um, having my kids be around and you know and just just keeping it going keeping the dream alive and you know at the end of the day it's like if I'm you know if I'm doing something really cool and I have a really cool title and it's something that I really love like you know whatever it is directing or doing you know whatever work I just want to work man that's it and uh, you know I don't want to go work at 
the local liquor store. I don't want to go and work at the local stop and shop. I mean, and that's basically what I fight every day not to do. So, you know, so I enjoy the passion. I enjoy the work and uh, any work that I get. Anytime I get a call, I answer my phone and I'm ready to go. So, you know, and I and and the bottom line is, I love hanging out with all you guys. You know, that's, that's nice. The, and he hates the, the people that work at the liquor store. He hates and I working hate with them. Liquor store people. Oh my god! I, so I like now. you guys. I hate everybody that gets in my van, though. Yeah. I realize, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though, I realize like how like it's not even about the movie anymore. It's like the crew is pretty cool. Most of the crew guys yeah. are pretty cool. Yeah, the people definitely drive. Yeah, like yeah. I, I wouldn't come if everyone was a dick about it. And I feel like everybody that's here. Couldn't last in an office job. Yeah. No, we could not. Right, no. none of us. You could go off. That the is what the film industry is all about. It was true. The unemployed, employable. It was funny <laughs> when I was doing that Ness, the Nesson show. Um, like the the prize was twenty thousand, and uh, you get a job there at Nesson. And they went and interviewed my friend for like my background story on it. They were like, well, like, tell us, tell us what you think about Mike. Like, you know, he's just one of those kids who like can never sit at a desk oh, job. Hold on one sec. Hold on, I gotta get out. Oh okay. god, I gotta go. No, you guys can keep talking. I just have to go. Well, that was the last question. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, here we are signing off. So, see you later from Nick and Eric and Mike. All right, and, and Chuck, Chuck already checked Chuck, out. Chuck, I'll be and Chucky. <laughs> Peace. All right. Alright, what are we doing? <laughs> I want fucking food.